Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. This is part two of a conversation with Stephen Wingate. In part one, Stephen showed us that suffering only occurs when we believe ourselves to be the character of our imaginings, when the reality is we are presence awareness. In this program, Stephen leads us through an examination of this awareness and then explains once again how we can investigate the reality of what we are if suffering arises again. Then I am this awareness, and we notice in our direct experience that this presence of awareness is always here. It's fundamental. It's a prerequisite to all experience. Whether I'm laughing or crying, there is awareness here. Whether I believe I'm suffering or I'm at peace, I can stop and notice there is awareness here. If I have pleasure or pain, even if I'm having pain, I can stop and notice, is there awareness here? Yes, there is awareness and the same with pleasure. So all experience, a prerequisite is of there is this awareness that I am. So now I'm beginning to say, well, this must be my essential nature. It's what I am in essence. I must be that which is aware. Stephen leads us through an investigation of the essence of this awareness that we are. And sort of noticing, if we could, the characteristics of this awareness, if that's even an appropriate word. Can this awareness suffer, or is it simply aware? Can it be free of suffering, or is it simply aware? Can it have pain? Can it have pleasure? You know, what is the nature of this awareness? Or is it just simply aware of whatever arises? And we just notice in our own direct experience that this awareness is just simply present. And it's the prerequisite to all experience. Pain can come and go, but the awareness is still there. The suffering stories may be playing in my head one moment, and the next moment the stories of suffering are gone. But awareness is still present. So then we start to notice in our own direct experience from moment to moment and day to day, it's just always present. So this is why we can say with certainty that I am this awareness, or I could say this is my essential nature, because I say essential because there's no body and there's no mind unless there is awareness here to experience the body and the mind. Stephen now leads us through yet another way to affirm that all we are is this presence awareness should our suffering persist. And then at that point we say, well, I've seen all that and I experienced that, so why am I still suffering? So then we can continue to look, look into the nature of what's real and what's imaginary. And all we're really doing in this process is distinguishing um, our essential nature and knowing what I am and what I am cannot suffer because I'm told in reading the books, I'm told... You can't suffer. You are the awareness. You're not the body. You're not the mind. I've read all that, and I've seen all that in my own direct experience. But 
uh, for some reason, the sense of suffering may sneak in occasionally. So I keep looking. Also, I've tasted that awareness, so to speak. In other words, I notice that, yes, I am this awareness, not just from reading a book, but I notice here and now I am this awareness. So why does this suffering sort of sneak its way in occasionally? So we keep looking and say, well, I want to see what's real and what's unreal, what's real and what's imaginary. Because I notice that all my suffering is based, there, there must be an imaginary story playing in my head in order to suffer. I've never suffered, not even once, when there was no imaginary story playing in my head, not even once. So I notice that the only way that I could be suffering is if there's an imaginary story playing in my head. So what's real? I want to know what's real. So I want to look into the nature of uh, reality. What's real and who am I? What's real about me? I want to know what's real and what's real about me. Because my suffering is all based on an imaginary me. I see that. I don't need to read it in a book anymore. All my suffering is based in imagination. So what's real? If suffering is imaginary, you know, what's real? It can be helpful to define in your own direct experience what is real to you. What do you define as reality? Because most of us humans have defined reality, or we have not defined it. We just assumed reality was the imaginary story playing in our head. Now, as you said to start the conversation, it's all concepts. Granted, even to say this is real and that's imagination, who's to say that? And also, who's to say that this present moment is the only reality? Here and now I am. If you define what's real to you, here and now, not as some theory in a book, in terms of space and time, when and where is reality? It's here and now. It's your own direct experience. So, so what, everything else will be imagination. So if I have to go into one minute ago, or ten minutes ago, or ten days ago, or ten years ago, I'm saying in my experience, I'm going to call that imagination. And why not? I'm comfortable with that definition. Or if I have to go one minute into the future, or ten minutes into the future, or ten years into the future, I'm going to call that imagination also. So in my own direct experience, I see that past and future are imaginary. That entity, that I, can only be in the past or the future. There has to be time for that entity to exist, yes. Yeah, so we want to see if that's the case. So we notice in our own direct experience that any time an image, a thought I, and a thought me, and the image that goes along with that, any time that arises, it has to be an image of the past. The image we have of ourselves has to be of the past, because that's what an image is. It, you can have an image of the future, but it's not the future yet, so it, it hasn't arrived. You know. So in other words, whatever thought you have of I and me associated with an image, it has to be from the past. So the point is, as soon as that I thought and image arises... You know you're into a reflection of the past. You know you're into imagination. And the thing that Bob says at that point is that that idea is appearing right here, right now. Yes. So this right here, right now, I'm very comfortable saying is the only reality about myself. Now, I'm not saying that the past didn't happen. And I'm not saying the future won't happen. What I'm saying is it's based in imagination. And this whole process of imagination is, we can say it's a process of mind, it's a process of thinking, 
creating images, stories, beliefs, ideas, concepts. This is the nature of mind. And this mind is a very helpful tool to use if we need to change a flat tire on a car, if we need to shovel the driveway or build a bridge or make computers or to do surgery, you know. So it's a very effective tool. But when it comes to defining who am I in terms of reality, in terms of right here, right now, this mind can't do it. It can only come up with an image of me. And the image has to be from yesterday. The image is based on my education, my beliefs, you know, how I was programmed and conditioned as a child. So it's based on, uh, you know, what my family and my teachers and my culture, my society and my fellow human beings told me that I was. So that's all I have in terms of being able to define myself in terms of mind is what everyone else told me that I was. But the key word there is was, image, past, belief, concepts. Here and now I am. What can I say about myself in terms of right here, right now, there is this awareness. So what can I say about this awareness? Can I say anything? I want to know. I'm curious. I can't say anything. <laughs> so where's my problem? Where's my suffering? I have to go into the imaginary Stephen, I, and me, and you, you know, the whole thing, the whole story of mind, the whole imaginary story of mind has to appear in order for there to be any suffering. And I don't want to say that just to believe it, because I can't take the suffering anymore. So I look in my own direct experience, I see there is no suffering apart from imagination. What I am, in reality, here and now, I'm simply awareness, so I can't suffer. So now I understand what the books are saying. It doesn't matter. Now I can throw away all my books. because, And then I'm like, oh my God, I read this, I read this for 25 years. Why didn't I get it? Stephen tells us that once we see clearly that we are this presence awareness, we have freedom from suffering. We are everything. There's nothing that you're not. See, the first step for me, and this is why I say for me, is because my interest is in being free of suffering. And it happens through understanding and, and knowing what suffering is in my own direct experience and through knowing what I am in terms of awareness and, and reality in this present moment. Seeing that clearly, there's a freedom from the suffering because the suffering can't sneak in anymore. If it tries to sneak in, you say, ah, I know what you are. You're an imaginary story playing in this present moment of awareness that I am. So where does that leave us? So now, any time that the sense of suffering, and it's the nature of mind, and we live, you know, it creates habits. Over, you know, 40 some odd years, there was this habit of believing in this image, and this is who I am. And so it sort of builds up a habit of creating these images and the stories. So that may try to sneak in occasionally. But it's just the nature of habit. It's the nature of the mind. It just produces images and, and so on. But once you see through it once, it really can't get you like it ever did. And over time, a new sort of habit, if that's the right word, a new habit is formed of knowing myself as I am. I am simply this present moment of awareness. This is the only reality as far as I can find about myself. Here and now I am simply aware. So that new habit sort of happens in my experience. I can't do that 
you know, I can't create that awareness or I can't create that new habit. It just happens. Just like that ego habit, that habit of being identified with the image I have of myself. The habit I have of being identified with the image of Stephen and the ego sense, I didn't do that either. That's just a happening in the human experience. And then in the human experience, I can speak for myself, I just couldn't take it anymore. So this new insight or recognition happens. That ego sense, that image, is not who I am. What I am is simply this present moment of aware presence, already at peace, and it has always been the case, underlying all of experience. So this new habit happens in my experience, knowing myself as that, just this present moment. And everyone's different. It can just snap of a finger and could be gone and I'm finding in many people's experience the suffering, which is just the stories in the mind, can try to sneak in occasionally, but it doesn't have the same sort of grip anymore because once you see imagination as imagination, in other words, once you, you go into a movie and, and someone tells you initially it's a documentary, it's a real-life story of your life, right? So you're sitting in the movie and you're told that it's really true, it's really who you are. So, of course, you're going to respond to the movie, to the images on the film, right? You're going to be upset when there's problems. You're going to be happy. But when someone says, well, wait a minute, this isn't actually who you are. You know, it was a movie made in Hollywood. You can never really, it's just like when, when you find out Santa Claus is not real, you can never really believe in him again. So this is the same sort of thing. When you realize, you know, I believed that I was suffering. I believed I was the imaginary character, Stephen. But then this insight happens where I'm not that image. So even when Santa Claus shows up next uh, Christmas, I know he's not real. I may be tricked, you know, when I'm five years old, six years old. Seven, but as time goes on, I, I can no longer be fooled. I don't think you could trick me anymore. I think I'm pretty sure if Santa walked in right now, I would go over and pull his beard. And so the same is true of seeing through this ego image. You never can really buy into that image anymore, and you just know that here and now is this reality that I am, this present moment of awareness. And as this, there's no suffering. So that's the scoop. And so when ideas and stuff arise in that, there's just an awareness of everything that's playing out. It's just the experiencing of everything. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of an amazing show. You're like, oh, my God, how is this happening? Look at these stories that are appearing about Stephen and his relationships and his career and his, you know, all of that. It's like, how is this happening? This is amazing. So this is the sort of a new perspective. It's a perspective of amazement. Like, how in the world is this mind creating all these stories and images? And how is this happening? So it, it's a new perspective, a sort of a new experience of life, whereas in the past... Anytime this ego sense, this image of Stephen and me and all that, you know, it's like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? What well, this is terrible. I need to meditate more. You know, this is awful. I'm never going to, you know. So because there was belief in the images. Yes. So I was caught up in them as if they were real. So now this mind continues to produce these stories. My mind is very active. It's Always these stories, you know, bump, a bump, a bump. But the difference is it, it's just a new experience. It's like, it's more of an amazement of like, what is going on here? This is amazing. And there's no sense of what's wrong with me, you know. It's, uh, And even if there is a sense of what's wrong with me, that seemed to be a joke too. That's sort of the new perspective is here and now I'm just simply watching this amazing production of mind. 
in this amazing story of the Stephen character. And I have a front row seat in this movie called Stephen's Life, you know. So it's <laughs> funny, right. even right. even I mean, when it's, it's not right. funny. So it's like a holograph experience of Stephen's life as a movie. Yeah, and it's it's, it's amazing. Let's listen to Stephen's summation. So anyway, that's my point is to discuss these concepts of, you know, couldn't we say that I am the mind and I am the body? You know, why say I'm not the mind, I'm not the body? You know, why say I am just simply this awareness? And yes, why say that at all? And the reason is just to be free of the suffering. Now, for me, what I see now is being free of the suffering. I don't need the concepts of I am only the awareness, I am not the body, I am not the mind. See, I don't need those concepts anymore. So what I'm seeing now is, yes, I am the mind. I am the body. I am awareness. There is nothing apart from me. There's nothing apart from me. Nothing can exist without my mind seeing it, knowing it, defining it, and creating it. It's all a function of my mind. So yes, I am everything. I am the mind. I am the body. I am the awareness. I am all of it. There's nothing that's not me. You have been listening to Stephen Wingate. That's it for now from the Urban Guru Cafe. If you have any comments to share, you can find our contact details at urbangurucafe.com. Thanks for listening. 